Praise the Lord. Oh, whoa. That is so loud in my ears. That's okay. That's okay. Um, hey guys, welcome back to Kindling Faith. I'm Jenna. And I'm Sydney. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about God using all types of people. Yes. Oh. This is such a good topic. It really is. It, And I want to say like, I think the points, like, no, typically in our episodes we have points. I think there's only one point and that is that God uses all different kinds of people to benefit his kingdom and no one is like i guess in quotes like too far gone Mm -hmm. for him to use them so throughout this episode there's not going to be necessarily points but just Mm -hmm. people that we can see examples of that in. i mean i have a few points i only have like three oh no that's good that's good but it like go it obviously falls under the umbrella of like god using all types of people and just like encouragement yeah really in that he does use ty- like different <laughs> types of people like sorry <laughs> i was talking about mine yeah it's okay sorry bear it's okay I, you didn't look at mine before no i didn't i didn't look at yours either no you didn't yeah kind of i you were there I when s- i was right i them. saw that you were doing things did yeah. i read no, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah god uses all types of people mm-hmm. and the first point <laughs> that i have <laughs> is that God uses people throughout the Bible who thought that they were unable or too broken or too far gone, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first example that I think of, and probably one of the most popular examples among, like, you know, Christian world, is Moses. Um, mm. Because, you know, God called him to lead, like, a group of people, the Israelites. Yeah. This is out of Exodus. And he was like god no like i am unable i have this i have a stutter like i can't i can't talk to these i can't talk in front of these people and tell them about you because i have a stutter i'm unable and uh, the god's response is so good like i just i love his response it's in exodus 4 10 through 12 but Moses said to the Lord, O oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, either in the past or since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and of tongue. Then the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? Who makes him mute or deaf or seeing or blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now, therefore go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall speak. I just, I'm like, God, like, you get, you can get sassy, like. He's a sassy God. He's a sassy God. But it's like, it's so true. Like, last week we, or, last episode, I don't know if it was last week or not. (laughs) Last episode, we talked about how, um, like, God is our identity and that we're created in his image. So it's like, obviously, he created us and he knows like how we function so he's like who created like your mouth yeah like who are we to doubt what god can do with us when he created us exactly yes that's good yeah moses is just a pretty popular example yeah because he was literally like god you can't use me and then god used him yeah so (laughs) because god will be with us too like that's one thing that it's like Oh yeah, God's gonna use you. He's gonna be there with you too. Right. 
right he doesn't use us by sending us off on our own he uses us by guiding us yeah because he knows that if he sent us off on our own we would fail Mm -hmm. because we fail him every day anyway because we choose to go off on our own right but yeah yeah that's a good example Mm -hmm. and it just shows that moses was like set apart from the beginning right and my sister actually texted me this the other day and she was like something that i think about a lot is the fact that moses was like placed in a river to be like or because you know backstory in exodus the king slash pharaoh that's had that's his name in in exodus Mm. pharaoh he wanted all of the like newborn babies to be killed all of the males right because he was like oh like somebody's gonna replace me um, if I'm explaining that wrong too, somebody please tell me because <laughs> I'm just trying to give a little synopsis. Yeah, you're but, you're good. Um, Moses was set in like a basket and put in a river, and he was just floating down the river, and then Pharaoh's daughter, like the king's daughter, who was like supposed to be following her father's law and everything, came and picked him up from the river and saved him. So it's like Moses was set apart from the beginning. Because mm-hmm. God used Pharaoh's daughter to save him so that he could lead this group of people that he thought he was unable to lead. Not to mention that he was literally a murderer. But, like, Moses was literally a murderer. Like, he murdered um, a soldier of Pharaoh's because he was, I think he was mistreating, like, whipping or something, like, one of the servants or slaves um, who is, like, one of like where Moses came from um so in Exodus 2 11 through 15 it says in the course of time Moses grew up then he went to see his own people and watched them suffering under forced labor he saw a Hebrew one of his own people being beaten by an Egyptian he looked all around and when he didn't see anyone he beat the Egyptian to death and hid the body in the sand when Moses went there the next day he saw two Hebrew men fighting He asked the one who started the fight, Why are you beating another Hebrew? The man asked, Who made you our ruler and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought that everyone knew what he had done. When Pharaoh heard what Moses had done, he tried to have him killed, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and settled in the land of, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Midian, 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 Midian. I think it's Midian. Yeah. So, I mean, that talks about... Also, imagine, like, you flee from your home because you've murdered someone under, like, who was under the authority of the person who essentially, like, allowed you in their household. And God's asking you to go back. Like, that Mm -hmm. would be so scary. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. But, like, it's like God had him. Right. No, you're sorry. Yeah, you're good. Because <laughs> God did have him. But, um, yeah, so not only did Moses think that God was just, like, teasing him, like, oh, you're funny, God, I'm not doing that. But, like, you know, like, he wasn't perfect. He literally killed someone and fled from that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and God used him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he still, he tried to doubt God's ability, too. Yeah. Because he was like, God, how can you use me? You know, I've done all these things. Right. And it just shows, like, like what you said earlier. Like, you're not too far gone. Mm-hmm. God can't... Or, God can't. <laughs> God can <laughs> use you. <laughs> I don't know what 
I, my my mind was going down a different path. Like, yeah, but it's all good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. God can use you. That's a. I think that not a lot of people remember that he murdered someone. It's definitely not something I remember. Because <laughs> honestly, when you're talking about God, it's like you don't focus on the negative aspects of people. You just focus on how God used them to benefit His kingdom. So yeah. Moses right. murdered someone and that is in a way inspirational because God used him but yeah you focus on how God really like delivered his people through Moses mm-hmm. definitely yeah, yeah. the slay and God God does this now too God literally like many example God used my sister to give me that thought that I just said about Pharaoh's daughter because she texted me and I was just like, that is such like a cool thing that, yeah, you know, like we're literally about to talk about this and like you texted me this and like God used her even though she was basically like the bad guy, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, really not. Okay, because I honestly thought you were talking about Emily. That's why I left. No, Pharaoh's daughter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Emily is not the bad guy. <laughs> That's, that's my sister. That's what I was. <laughs> you you were talking, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Emily, yeah, good, good, good." And you're like, "And she's basically the enemy." I was like, "What? <laughs> no, Emily, <laughs> what did you do?" Emily, no, she didn't do anything. Pharaoh's daughter was basically like the bad guy because you know Pharaoh's trying to kill all these people, all these babies, and she's the one who saved him. And yeah, yeah. and so God just does that yeah. still because He used Emily to bring that story to me kind of and yeah. now we get to talk about it yeah and it's a great story it is yeah another just like super big example in the bible to me mm-hmm. of god using people who thought that they were unable or like too broken was paul oh yes um, oh, Lord. because he was saul Literally, Saul was, like, murdering Christians, threaten- threatening them, thre- threatening threatening Christians, too. And then, um, in Acts, Acts 9, is the story of, like, how Paul was, like, tra- transformed in, or how Saul was transformed into Paul. Mm-hmm. And the first verse is literally... But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. So, literally, that was his past. He was just a murderer, and he hated Christians. You know, he hated Mm -hmm. people who followed Jesus. Yeah. And then, when he was traveling there, um, he was blinded by this light and uh, I should just read it (laughs) now as he went on his way he approached Damascus and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him and falling to the ground he heard a voice saying to him Saul Saul why are you persecuting me and he said who are you Lord and he said I am Jesus whom you are persecuting but rise and enter the city and you will be told what you are to do the men who were traveling with him stood speechless hearing the voice but seeing no one Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank. Um, 
I'm so sorry. I just love <laughs> the three days. Mm-hmm. Because it just reminds me of, like, Jesus mm-hmm. being dead for three days. So, like, Paul, Saul, Saul at the time, so um, wrapped up in sin, mm-hmm. blinded for three days, and then he was a new man. Like, it was almost right. like he had died to himself. Yeah. And anyway, sorry. I feel like the three days might just be like some like significant in some way. I don't know how it is, but there, the number there are like numbers in the Bible that are like consistently mentioned that mean stuff because it points back to Jesus and like his story. Um, one of them is three. It's mentioned a ton in the Old Testament as well, along with things like seven and twelve. Because mm-hmm. uh, I go through the Old Testament. Um, every other book of the bible i go through yeah and so a lot of those numbers are so three does have a significant meaning because it leads up to jesus's three days um dead and then when he comes back yeah and on the third day on the third day yes it's just so god's good. quirky like that he's like i'm gonna just sprinkle this number in here right. as many times he's as like, i can he's like i wonder how many people notice <laughs> everyone notices yeah. If you read the Bible. Yeah. And that might be good. No, but then he, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going. Yeah. Further down in like Acts 9 though, um, it says like talking about Saul, now Paul. Wait, when does he change his name? I don't know. I just love the visual of changing name. Yeah. I think it's a disassociation from your past before Christ. Oh, before that's beast. so good. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, you see it all the time. It's like God changes people's names when they're coming to him. He's like, you are no longer that person who was away from me. You are now this person. You are my child. Mm-hmm. Do not associate yourself with your past. Right. Because all the names, like, in the Bible mean something. Yeah. And, like, a lot of the times it has something to do with God. Like, I don't know what... Saul means and I don't know what Paul means but I'm sure that there is a significant difference because God is just like that okay so it means prayed for bucket what is bucket no that's not what I oh I said pale not Paul (laughs) (laughs) it's like why are they saying bucket that's nothing to do with Paul (laughs) Uh, a pale (laughs) It means small and humble. Oh, dude. Going from like prayed for to small and humble. Yeah. Like they prayed for him Mm -hmm. and then he was transformed into a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And he became like he was this big guy. Like I'm murdering all these Christians and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Pride. So prideful, huge, just like this figure of fear. Yeah. To small and humble and a follower of the Lord. Yeah. Ah. Uh Lord. I'm glad we have the power of Google. Bumps. Goose pimples. Goose pimples. Goose bumps. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's so good. And then his purpose was like to go and share Jesus' name. The like he writes some crazy letters that yeah. are so impactful, and to think of where he came from, to be like one of the people who impacts Christians now the most. Wow, 
Right. Wow. Right. Going from literally hating hating us, I'm going to say us, even though he doesn't know who I am, but, you know, hating us as followers of Jesus, to becoming one and literally impacting, like, the whole world because, like, the gospel is going to spread to the whole world. That's what yeah. God says. And I don't know if you think about this, but sometimes I'm just like, I can't wait till I get to heaven and I can just, like, hug these people who wrote down God's words and, like, just be like, you, like... You, this is who you were and this is who you are now like mm-hmm. everything that you went through and everything that you wrote like his letters and everything like that like it impacted my life it made me want to be more like jesus it made me right. want it told me how to yeah like it gave me so much direction and also to think like i think we talked about this and maybe the second episode when we we're talking about staying in the word um but like to think about the faith that people had before the bible was even finished Mm-hmm. like we have that right isn't that crazy that's so crazy sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god it's so good it's so good oh. did you have some people that you wanted to mention i have one two three four cool but well, i mean we can just you know well my f- the first point was like the people that god used you know mm. oh yes so <laughs> I have four. They're actually all women, which Ooh. ouch. Sorry. <laughs> See, I was trying to find like a woman to talk about because I was like, Oh yeah, like we're I women and we want to impact women. Yeah, I mean I was I was just like I wanna think of men, but I think you told me like the two that you were gonna talk about and I was like, Okay, mm-hmm. well I'll just bring some women. Um starting off with did I list these in the way they were mentioned in the Bible? That's funny. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So the first woman I want to talk about is Rahab. Um, she is mentioned in Joshua. I think she's only mentioned in two chapters. It's chapter two and chapter six. Chapter two is um, when she... Okay. Well, I'm going to... gonna. So <laughs> she's a Canaanite from Jericho. Um, and she was also a prostitute. And... Um, in chapter two, we see how God is using her to benefit his kingdom. So two spies are going into Jericho, um, cause that's what God had commanded, um, Joshua to do is like send two spies into Jericho. And this woman, Rahab, who again was a prostitute, um, hid them and kept them in her house so that they were able to go out again and tell Joshua what they had seen which ultimately led to the fall of Jericho. Um, And so in chapter two, we see who she is. She is a prostitute. She is not married. Um, She just, you know, full of sin. I mean, we all are. Um, But she risked her life to house these men in her home. And, um, you know, she was in chapter six. We kind of see the reward for that where, she was rewarded for her faithfulness to God. I have a bracket around those verses. It says Rahab risks everything by saving them. Everything. Mm-hmm. Because if anyone had, like, one, people are looking for these spies. That's why they had to hide. If anyone found out what she had done, like, that's the end. Sorry. Like, you know, um, and I think it just shows, like, her even though she was so in sin, like she still had faith in God and she trusted that she would be spared. They brought her out of where she was and then they destroyed everything, 
like God redeemed her and brought her out of that place. It kind of goes back to like the whole past thing. Like her past burned. Mm-hmm. Like everything was burned. Like that that is no longer her. Something about um Rahab though is that she's literally a part of Jesus lineage. Yeah, you know what? I've kind of noticed that about like Old Testament women that are like I mean to me really impactful is they mm-hmm. all have to like they link to him in some way. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? That is. Oh, and it's so like crazy. It's like God's using them like in these ways that we think aren't significant. And then like they are because even the little, little things like just being a part of his lineage is like God using them because it leads to Jesus. Yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, just a mat like, I don't know. How can you not feel the love of God? when he literally spared this woman from destitute and prostitution and being burned down with her people where she lived like he spared like how can you not see the love in him Mm -hmm. like he said you were a faithful servant to me so i'm going to deliver you from your past i'm going to make you so important and i'm going to spare you like mary jesus's mom jesus's mom um yeah she's again again not the person i want to talk about but literally 14 years old and was told that she's carrying the son of god like that's crazy like and i guess i'll talk about (laughs) a little bit but there's a verse so mary and luke it's luke chapter 1 verse 38 um it says this is mary talking to you know um (laughs) you you know (laughs) This is Mary saying, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So she's just a humble servant. She's humbling herself before the Lord to do this thing where, like, um, she's not married. And to be pregnant, not married, and that, like, you'd be stoned. Like, you would be killed. And so for her to be so willing to serve the Lord despite the possibility of death is just like, oh, mm. oh. just a woman of God yeah. carrying the Son of God. <laughs> <laughs> the other person I want to talk about is Mary of Magdalene. Um, I didn't really know about her story fully. Um, until I watched the Chosen series, which I've only watched the first season. But after I watched the first season, I did more like digging into like who she was. Um, so Mary of Magdalene, it, I'm just gonna call her Mary. It, she's just different from you know Jesus, Mother Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a follower of Jesus. She's not a disciple, but she followed Jesus with the disciples. Mm-hmm. Um. And so her background is that she was actually like had, I think she had seven demons inside of her. Like she was possessed by them and she was, I don't think the Bible specifically says that she was a prostitute, but it's kind of implied. Um, And so we see Jesus really using this, I mean, to be honest, like an awful woman. Um, And we see in verse two of chapter eight, Um, it says, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called, um, Mary called Magdalene from whom seven demons had gone out. 
She had seven demons in her. She was not worshiping the Lord in any way, shape, or form. Mm -mm. And Jesus cast them out of her. And she honestly, like, I don't know, like, she's one of the most, when I think of women in the Bible, she's one I think of a lot. And she's also one of the women who told the disciples that Jesus had rose from the dead. Mm Mm-hmm. She was, like, the first one to go in the tomb yeah. after he had risen. And she has, like, oh, she has such a faith. And I think it kind of goes back to, like, not thinking about your past. Like, how terrible is her past? Like, how much pain and how much hurt she experienced. But Jesus used that to benefit, like, the kingdom. And, again, like, also, I just love how this <laughs> sounds very feminist. It's not I love how women discovered that he was. Because mm-hmm. I feel like women, you, you see so much faith in the women in the Bible. Yeah. But that's a topic for another time. <laughs> so true, though. Yeah. So I guess the two women, just to highlight, because a lot of that will probably <laughs> cut out, <laughs> is my first woman I would say is Rahab, the prostitute, who um, risked everything to serve a god that she didn't serve beforehand and wasn't the thing or wasn't the god that her people served um and god saved her and rescued her and like you said like there's lineage from rahab to jesus along with ruth um ruth as well had lineage to jesus and she was also very faithful um and then mary of magdalene um was so far gone in quotes um possessed by seven demons again not completely mentioned in the bible but it's assumed that she was a prostitute like god cast those out of her and then she's one of the people who followed jesus while he was on earth mm-hmm. oh. i think that just like leads perfectly into the second point that i have and that is that your testimony is so important it's yours and it's unique and god will use it if you're willing to like surrender it to him Mm -hmm. and it just shows all those people in the bible that we just talked about they have powerful testimonies and they're all unique they were all in different places before they started following god Mm -hmm. and then they just started following god and like their life was changed it was and it's like Yes, your past doesn't define you anymore, but you can still tell the story of how God redeemed your past. And that's, like, what a testimony is. A testimony is, like, the story of how God saved you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I used to get confused about. Like, oh, my story, my testimony is just the story about my life. But no, your testimony is the story about, like, how God literally saved you and how he used those things to lead up to him and then you can use your story to help others because it's like if i can be brought out of this like you can too Mm -hmm. so yeah i would i i really try not to focus on the past but i do pull from it when i'm trying to get people to understand the unconditional love jesus has for us Mm -hmm. yeah i think looking back on the past it's important to pull out how god has strung things together and how you saw him working exactly because you couldn't see it in the moment but you Mm -hmm. see it when you look back Mm -hmm. but like you said in it wasn't last week but episode six in episode six yes 
about Lot's wife. Like, don't get stuck in the past. Yes. Don't dwell on the past. Ugh. And also, <laughs> this sounds so nerdy. Um, Lot's wife, again, we don't know her name, but only woman that Jesus mentions by name to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's just important because don't yes. dwell on the past. Yes, I'm very passionate about Lot's wife, and yeah. so we try not to go into too much detail about it because we have an episode planned solely yes. based off of that. But yeah, if I'm pretty sure it's in Genesis, you might get there. I might get there soon. Um, <laughs> but definitely recommend reading it because yeah. it just read the Bible. <laughs> yeah, just read the Bible in general. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have struggled thinking that like my testimony not important. Like oh, who is this going to affect? I've been in church my whole life. Um, you know, what What can my testimony, you know, bring to the table? Like, I haven't been through these traumatic experiences. But, but um, like, who am I to doubt? Because God gave me that testimony for a reason. And I can connect with the people who I connect with because we could have similar testimonies and we could feel the same ways and like it just is yeah. used in unique ways yeah and I think I was also raised in the church and I think that's something I've kind of um been learning when it comes to testimony because I've definitely really struggled with like my testimony nothing has happened in my life that is like <laughs> you know super duper like traumatic and you know moves people to tears like that's never really happened mm -hmm. um yeah. but also i've come to realize that when we are like raised in the church it shows the generational promises right that is good yeah because i've struggled and been like oh like i didn't have this radical salvation like like saul to paul mm -hmm. but i like the the generational lineage because it's like yeah yeah like my parents took me to church because they love me and they want me to know god yeah and that that was you know biggest blessing ever to know god <laughs> thank yeah. you mom and dad Same. for introducing me <laughs> right oh <laughs> uh, but yes your testimony is important and yeah. if something is trying to convince you otherwise that is literally the enemy the like enemy it's <laughs> like a pride issue <laughs> like if you think that god can't use your testimony like what like what do you mean because like god can use anything god can use anything and he shows that in the bible he oh time and time again time and time and all time and time and time and time all the people we've talked about he used whether it was like um you know rahab to house some people or paul to go travel across you know the lands <laughs> I forget exactly geographically where because <laughs> I'm not good at geography and I read Acts last year so I don't remember much but he <laughs> he literally they both had such an impact on the kingdom because like Rahab's lineage led to Jesus and then Paul just talks about Jesus so did Ruth and so did Ruth can't forget about her sorry sorry she's a slay <laughs> uh, she <heart>. slays <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, but they just had such powerful testimonies. Yeah. And it just leads into my third point, and that is that God is not unable. Like Yes. Uh, like you said, it's such a pride issue when we're like, oh, he can't use my testimony. I haven't been through anything. And it's like, no, because if you are just willing to be obedient and share with people, then he will use it how he uses it. And it's like, just because we can't see it doesn't mean he's not using it. He will use everything. He's not a wasteful God. What are you, he's the recycle master. <laughs> he's the recycle master. <laughs> That's uh-huh. a common theme throughout these episodes. Yeah, I mean, there there typically are common themes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I yeah I shared my testimony for the first time I think um, in ninth grade to my youth group, and leading up to it, I was so nervous because. I was like, my testimony is not going to impact any of these people. But the reality is, after that, so many people came up to me and was like, I really, like, I really relate to that. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of when it really hit me, like, the pride issue of, like, God, you cannot use this. Sorry. Like, you can't, like, no. Like, he can use anything. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't, I feel like there's this connotation of, like, testimonies have to always have these, like, traumatic events happen. But no, like there can be testimonies that can be so impactful with just like the grace of God Mm -hmm. and like the happiness and the joy that you have, like all the positive things too. Like it shouldn't be, I mean, I'm not saying like the traumatic one, like the traumatic ones, you see God's faithfulness, getting those people through that and getting them where they're at. And like restoration. Right. Like physical restoration, restoration and redemption. Right. But the positive things too, is just like God loves us. And he is not a God of, you know, like fear or bitterness or like all these negative emotions that it's not him. And you can see that through the ones that you, in quote, might not find as impactful because, you know, raised in the church or whatever it is. Right. And a few weeks ago, we were in family group and we were we brought up like the um, just topic of testimony. And we've got a lot of like different like testimonies in our family group and I know like somebody had mentioned like oh my testimony is like not good or something mm-hmm. and just one of the girls oh, I love her she's so full of the Lord's wisdom she just said like it's impactful for me to see like testimonies like yours because it just shows like how good God is and how like like you said earlier like generational like promises right like and that with testimonies that aren't like, I don't know, salt to Paul. Right. Like, they're not all going to be salt to Paul. They right. really could just be like, Bruce. Like, yeah. I mean, granted, like, her husband died. Yeah. I'm sure that sucked. But, um, I mean, we're all going to experience something right. because of, we live, because of living in a sinful world. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, some, some of the, like, you know, things that happen happen after you're saved too oh yeah like your testimony never over like my testimony in ninth grade completely different to my testimony from now because in ninth grade like um i talked about it in the living on mission episode but you know my friend hadn't passed away you know my dad hadn't had cancer yet like i hadn't Mm -hmm. lost all my friends due to covid or like that sounds like they died we just grew apart (laughs) 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 like i didn't like 
you are con- like your testimony just like your faith your faith is constantly growing just like that like your testimony is always growing there's always yes. going to be new things that happen that add on to that right there's always going to be ways that god works because like i mean i was baptized as a little kid saved as a little kid little mm-hmm. kid you know and just as i grew up my faith just got stronger and like that's i mean thank you lord for that <laughs> um but it's just like you're adding to your testimony every day because right. of the Lord's goodness. And your testimony is a story about the Lord and how exactly. he is not unable. Like he will, he will use things in your life to like bring you to him mm-hmm. and he will use you to bring other people to him. If you are willing to like let him. Right. Like you have to surrender mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Because if you're not surrendered, he's not going to use you because he's not a pushy God. Mm hmm. That's good. So, yeah, I have a verse in Ephesians, Ephesians three twenty, and it says, "Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever." Amen. 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 And it just, I love the part where it says, like him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think it just shows like our minds are so limited our understanding is so screwed up (laughs) we don't have any understanding really of like what god is doing i mean you know unless we read the bible but Um, not everything though like we have understanding of some because he has let us in on some of his plans but he is God and he knows and he is doing abundantly more than all we ask or think and it just he's not unable because he's God preach yeah that's good yeah oh thanks (laughs) (laughs) and yeah I was just I have just been thinking this like one thought a lot like how prideful is it of me to think that like god can't do what he does how he can't use me and like no no (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) i'm wrong like he can use me yeah yeah and he can use you and he can use everybody yeah he can he really can and he will oh yeah he will he will even if you don't see it, even if you don't see the fruits of your labor. I guess the question I was going to ask, I think you probably answered it with the people that you wrote down. <laughs> but like, who do you say you think of the most when you think of like God using all different types of people? People in my life now, too. Ooh, that's um, good. Because, I mean, obviously, like earlier I said, sorry, I say obviously a lot now. But that's okay. Earlier I said like my parents were the ones who like brought me to church. They mm-hmm. raised me in the church and I'm just so grateful for that. And like God used them so that I could have a relationship with him because they introduced me to God and they like introduced, you know, the faith to me and we would pray and like read together and everything and just like talk about biblical things right. and everything. And then I think of my siblings and how strong their faith is and how it's just inspired me to, like, grow in my relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. and, like, my friends and, like, you, 
we're Aww. friends i would say <laughs> i would say that's probably true yeah just seeing like um like my friend's faith too has mm-hmm. inspired me to just keep mine growing as well and we can just talk about the lord and how good he is and he uses those conversations to convict and to encourage and to build up each other mm-hmm. and that's good because i need i need that i need him to right. use those things mm-hmm. to refine me yeah and i like pray that he uses like things that i say to that could help other people right because i mean i'm not always seeing you know the fruits of my labor right but yeah i just pray that he uses those that's good and you know the people in the bible they're right. good examples. Right. The people, yeah. the people we've talked about. Yeah. And there are so many more. Like literally every character in the Bible, God uses, even the ones that don't have names, even like oh, the yeah. armies, mm-hmm. all the people. Yeah. That's good. What about you? Um, <laughs> I mean, probably like similar to your answer, but I, I want to like I want my siblings to see my faith and kind of have the perspective that you have about your siblings because for those of you don't know jenna's the youngest Mm -hmm. and her family i'm the oldest Mm -hmm. um so like i just hope that i do that well but also like going back to like my parents like they brought me to church every single day of my life well except when we were on vacation then we went somewhere else but um every single day monday tuesday (laughs) every sunday we went to church and also like just seeing my dad and my mom be faithful in their walk like my dad led in the youth group i got to see him literally like leading people to god and also like both of my parents make it very clear that they're in the word if that makes sense like i'll sometimes if like when i work in the summer i have to wake up pretty early and my dad wakes up early for work as well and in the morning i can see him like reading his bible I mean, it's such like, it's him doing what we're called to do. Like we're called to stay in the word. But like for me as a daughter, like it's like, well, yeah, like that's really encouraging. Like I'm supposed to do that. Same with my mom. Like she's in her word. She shares her methods of like, you know, keeping herself accountable and staying in the word. Not to mention that like she'll send me like her devotional or her Bible verse that really stood out to her throughout like my weeks and she provides that encouragement and so those people i would say like god uses parents is so important because it also means like whenever like i want to be a mom like when i'm a mom i want to do that i want them i want god to use me to Mm -hmm. lead them to him if that makes sense but Mm -hmm. also like uh, people in the bible as well um and friends as well Uh. (laughs) (laughs) samuel yeah pretty much i will say like it was when we were at your house a few weeks ago mm-hmm. uh, I saw like I think it was your dad's Bible out on the counter and I was just like it's just encouraging to just like see it around because it's like you know like people mm-hmm. are reading it yeah if it's out yeah it's a big Bible but it's a big a big a big Bible <laughs> big Bible <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's good yeah. good combo uh huh yeah, so God uses all people throughout the Bible who thought that they were unable. And then, you know, people like Moses, Paul, mm-hmm. Ruth, Rahab, Mary, Mary Magdalene, Pharaoh's daughter. 
you know, all the people. Um, and they all had testimonies. And it's just important to remember that, like, they had strong testimonies and, like, yours is also strong. Right. And it is a story about how God brought you to him. Mm-hmm. And so it is important. And it's it shouldn't be looked down upon because it's different from somebody else's. Right. Um, they're different for a reason mm-hmm. because they will impact different people. And then it just shows that, like, God is not unable. And he will use each and every testimony that is surrendered to him to bring glory to his kingdom. Mm-hmm. And we can't be prideful to think that he won't. Mm, that's good. Good. Well, that's the end of today's episode. Just going to do the normal spiel of yeah. things. <laughs> we do have an Instagram if you want to follow us. It's Kindling Faith mm. on Instagram. I think I already said that, but you know, just in case. If you have any prayer requests or like ways that we can pray for you, um, or if you have anything that you want us to talk about, um, please leave them in the like little questions box um, on Spotify. Sadly, not on Apple Podcasts, but um, since we do have an Instagram account, you guys can also message us yeah. on there. DM uh, in the DMs. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> um, we hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving last week. Um, as you know, we did take a week off for the fam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, mm. <laughs> no. Um, so, yes, next week we'll be talking about the humanity of Jesus, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, because yeah, that's something that I've kind of learned throughout this past year. So very passionate about Mm -hmm. it. Very passionate. Ow. Good. Um, so yeah, well, we can do our countdown. Mm -hmm. Three, two, one. Bye bears. bears.